Welcome to the Eddie Hyde Podcast. So glad you've joined me today as we continue our uh, series on on resurrection realities. Wow, what an exciting series. I hope you've been listening to every one of these episodes and I hope you will share them with your friends and family members and on your social uh, on your social network platforms such such important information that uh, we've been sharing this week now today I want to share with you about the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ so many uninformed people in the world today they will just you know, they will just slough off, you know, the Bible, all that the book was just written by men. Yes, it was written by real people, but uh, the Bible has been validated by modern archaeology as a reliable source of history. And uh, I'm going to share some things today about the resurrection that will show that we have empirical solid historical reasons, reasons, uh, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt for believing, for putting our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to start out by telling you about a Harvard law professor, an agnostic Harvard law professor who was convinced. His name was Dr. Simon Greenleaf. His years were 1783 to 1853, and he was the Royal Professor of Law at Harvard University and one of the principal founders of the Harvard Law School. Uh, Before he became a believer, he authored the famous three-work volume, A Treatise on the Law of Evidence, which is still considered one of the greatest single authorities on judicial legal procedure. Now, Greenleaf, a non-believer, he originally set out to disprove the biblical testimony concerning the resurrection of Jesus. He believed that a careful examination of the, of the witnesses of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, would reveal the myth at the heart of Christianity. In other words, he was going to approach it just like he would approach witnesses in a court of law. He decided he would take the four primary witnesses of the resurrection, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he would examine their testimony, and then he would compare their testimonies, and he would cross-examine the four witnesses, and he was, was quite confident that by doing so, he would show the myth that was at the heart of Christianity. Wow. Well, he set out about his task, carefully examining the testimonies of of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about the resurrection of Jesus. He compared their testimonies carefully. And as a result, he became convinced that Jesus really did rise from the dead. And instead of writing a book showing the fallacy of the resurrection. He wrote a book showing how that the resurrection, if if examined 
in the same way that any other case would be examined in a court of law, that the evidence is beyond a reasonable doubt that Jesus really did rise from the dead. And he wrote a book called An Examination of the Testimony of the Four Evangelists by the Rules of Evidence administered in the courts of justice. Let me just give you one little example he mentions in this. Uh, And anybody who has read the Gospels, they note that uh, even in the testimony of the resurrection, there are differences in the accounts of the four different Gospels. But what Simon Greenleaf pointed out, the the primary uh, story and events and witness, they were all the same. It was, it was secondary uh, issues in which they had differences. And he said, this was part of what convinced him, he said it was the very kind of differences that would be expected by four different witnesses who were describing the same event. He pointed out that in a court of law, if four witnesses came into a court and they all had exactly the very same detailed testimony, they would immediately be accused of having corroborated together to come up with their story. Because real witnesses will see things and remember things that the other ones doesn't see and remember. And he said the differences were exactly the kind you would expect from four different witnesses who are describing the very same event. And so after months of examining and cross-examining the witnesses, he became a believer, gave his life to Jesus Christ and became a believer and wrote this book. Let me give you the name of it again. An Examination of the Testimony of the Four Evangelists by the Rules of the Evidence Administered in the Courts of Justice. As a result of his putting the resurrection of Jesus on trial, he became convinced and he concluded that according to the jurisdiction of legal evidence, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the best supported event in all of human history. My friends, you do not have to be... uh, You do not have to be cautious and careful about declaring the truth of the resurrection. It will hold up to the the severest critics. Let me just mention one more before we close. A skeptical professor and archaeologist was convinced. His name was Sir William Ramsey. And Sir William Ramsey believed and taught that the New Testament, he was a a professor at Oxford University and an archaeologist, He believed and taught that the New Testament was an unreliable document filled with myths and embellishments and not a reliable source of history. That it was written in the second century by by, uh, people far removed from the events they described. However, his view was totally upended when he did the real scientific work in the field. And it happened like this. He decided that he was going to retrace uh, the travels of Paul described by Luke in the book of Acts. Now remember, Luke is one of the four witnesses of the resurrection. In his gospel, he gives a very detailed 
account of the arrest of Jesus, his trial, his, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. But Luke also wrote uh, the book of Acts, and in it he gives an account of Paul's extensive travels throughout the, the ancient world, the Roman Empire. Well, he decided that he would retrace Paul's travels as described by Luke, and he would do archaeological excavations along the way, and he was confident that he would show that uh, and, and prove by his scientific uh, uh, efforts that the Bible, the New Testament, was an unreliable source of history. However, after spending years traveling throughout Asia Minor, following Luke's account of Paul's travels, and doing excavations along the way, and comparing his discoveries with things that Luke says and, 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 and that Paul, he, he records Paul saying, his whole perspective changed. And he required a he acquired a very high regard for Luke as a historian. He wrote these words. He said, Luke is a historian of the first rank. Now he's not writing this as a person of faith. He's writing this as a scientist who has been doing archaeological excavations for years, targeting Luke's account. He says Luke is a historian of the first rank. Not merely are his statements of fact trustworthy, he is possessed of the true historic sense. In short, this author should be placed along with the greatest of historians. Wow. He also said, listen to this. He said, you may press the words of Luke in a degree beyond any other historians, and they stand the keenest scrutiny and the hardest treatment. In other words, you can't fault Luke. You can't find any mistakes in Luke's accounts. They stand up to the keenest scrutiny and the hardest treatment. Now, this same Luke he's talking about is one of the primary witnesses of the resurrection. And Luke did say at the beginning of his gospel that he had thoroughly investigated the matter at hand including interviews of those who were eyewitnesses of the events about which he is writing, which included the resurrection. Now, here's what I want to say. If Luke was this careful as a historian, now, this is something apart from faith. Now, we accept by faith. We come. We accept Jesus by faith, and we accept by faith the Bible. But here are scientists that have shown a very practical, reasonable basis for believing what is written. And so I'll, I'll close with this. If Luke was this careful to get his facts right about names, places, and dates, can we not be confident that he was also careful to get his facts right concerning the more important things about which he wrote such as the resurrection of Jesus. My friends, those people who reject the gospel and who reject faith in Jesus Christ and reject the, the, the biblical account of his resurrection, their rejection is not based on reason. The, their, 
sometimes we're accused of taking a blind leap of faith. No, our faith is not a blind leap of faith. Our faith is a step into the light of real historical evidence. In other words, the barrier to faith is not an intellectual one, but a heart that is committed to unbelief. Oh, my friends, we can, we can, we can sing uh, with gusto from our hearts those wonderful resurrection hymns such as Up from the Grave He Arose. With a mighty triumph for his foes, he arose triumphant, <laughs> and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. He really did arise, and he is alive today in resurrection life and power ready to come into your life and your heart and bring changes and transformation and lead you and guide you and help you to learn to live in his resurrection life and power. Hey, I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. So glad you joined me today. Check out my website, eddiehyatt.com. Also check out my uh, blog, there is a link to it on my website homepage. If you look over to the left towards the bottom, it is a, uh, a Google blog, Blogspot, and uh, it is called The 1726 Project. But I have a, uh, an article on the resurrection there that will be a great blessing to you. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Eddie Hyde Podcast.